Great to hear from you again, Steve Shippey, but for a very good reason, Shock Docs Michigan Hell House premieres this Sunday, Travel Channel streaming on Discovery Plus, and uh, I'm excited to talk to you because this is actually how I first discovered you uh, so many years ago. I started watching your stuff on Amazon Prime, and this was one of the one of the episodes I watched, and it was just, it was riveting. This is arguably one of the most documented paranormal cases in history. What makes it so scary, Steve? Oh, man, that's a great question. Well, you know, I think there's several elements. Um, where do we dive in? I mean, number one, uh, this family was experiencing constant torment for a year straight. I'm talking uh, pounding on the house all day, all night, voices in the house, disembodied voices threatening to kill them taunting them, saying their name over and over uh, at some point for hours on end. Uh, this graduated to what they referred to and what the police referred to as explosions in the house, uh, concussions that would uh, crack the plaster, rattle things, damage the home. This went on continuously. Then it got to the point where a series of fires were breaking out in the house. In fact, uh, I have one of the reports here where the state fire marshal declared the origin of one of the fires humanly impossible in nature. Wow. That's terrifying that they came to that conclusion. I mean, where does your mind go when you hear something like that? You know, I, I'm just, you know, imagining it from their perspective. Uh, and, and by there, I'm, I'm referring to the, the police. So, you know, you got to think what kind of activity was taking place that would compel uh, and keep multiple law enforcement agencies from the local sheriff's department all the way to the Michigan State Police and then high-ranking divisions of the state police continuously investigating for an entire year straight, from polygraphs to stakeouts, uh, bringing in ex- experts from around the world. To, you know, Imagine what they were experiencing to go to that extreme and spending that amount of man hours and time. Yeah, certainly. All right, so uh, for you personally, why go back? Well, the reason, uh, the catalyst for going back was when I had first investigated the case uh, for years and uh, years ago, one of the things that I was most intrigued by was finding out that when the police, after an exhaustive year of trying to crack what was happening, when they had to put their hands up and basically admit uh, that this was something otherworldly taking place, they brought out a team from Duke University uh, to come out and study this phenomenon. It was the Cyclical Research, Research Center, and this was what they specialized in. And they went out there. Uh, they had canvassed the area, interviewed multiple people, uh, had audio recorders running at all times, capturing these sounds, these phenomenon, other things. And so knowing that all these uh, reel-to-reel recordings existed somewhere, uh, I was just desperate to find them. And we couldn't find them no matter what we did. We searched high and low. We thought they were basically lost in time. Well, come to find out, we found that uh, found these recordings at an archive in a major university uh, that were saved. Uh, and once we got a hold of these tapes and were listening to all these different recordings and got even more and more reports and documents, we found uh, some very critical information that we felt it was time to reopen the case and actually got access to some locations that we thought were the catalyst uh, from what was happening. And, yeah, I'm trying not to give away too much, no. <laughs> but we, we kind of hit the uh, we kind of hit Peter okay. with this case, and uh, we had to go back. Yeah, this is going to be well worth watching on Sunday when it premieres on the Travel Channel channel and streaming on Discovery Plus. Shock Docs, Michigan, Hell House. I mean, Merrill, Michigan. 
uh, where the house is located. Pretty much right in the middle of the mitten of Michigan and looks like any other little Midwest town. Did anything in the town contribute to the paranormal activity in this house, Steve? Well, you know, I don't I don't necessarily believe that there was anything in the, in the town, but uh, there were two main theories involved in this case. And, and one of them, as concluded by the uh, parapsychologist team from Duke University, they truly believe that this was poltergeist activity taking place and if you want i can go into uh what that is uh specifically and then what the family believed and basically what all the locals believe is this was something that involved witchcraft and the dark arts and that this family was targeted by somebody that seemed to have a grievance with them well a lot of layers to this and actually yeah i kind of do want to go into it because one of my next questions was can a poltergeist be a demon or are they two completely different things uh, so they're two completely different things. Now, largely what people believe, I mean, first of all, the word poltergeist, it's a German word, and it, it means noisy ghost. And uh, typically, poltergeist activity is very loud and very chaotic. Um, it's a dispersing of energy, so it's objects flying across the room, uh, loud booming sounds, uh, pounding sounds that are in rapid succession, almost without any pattern. It's just strange, anomalous force. And so the experts believe that poltergeist activity is actually a human phenomenon, hmm. that people that are, uh, it's typically, they refer to it as a poltergeist agent, and that would be the person that is kind of subconsciously causing this. So they, they call them the poltergeist agent, and sometimes it has a lot to do with the family dynamic or the group of people living in that home. Uh, maybe there's a lot of stress, negativity, things of that nature, and that these weird uh anomalous things occur, uh, but it's believed to be more of a human phenomenon. So that was kind of their take on it. Uh, but at the same time, the things that were happening there also seemed intelligent. Um, that being, it was it was responding to the family. It was doing specific things to taunt them over and over again. And uh, so a lot of people believe, no, it's coming from an individual that was claiming to be uh, an ordained witch, quote-unquote, in, in their words and seem to have a, a, a very, uh, almost a hatred for these people. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack there. So with hours and hours of audio and footage, some of the stuff you, you didn't have access to before, has something happened on this case that you've never experienced in all of your years as a paranormal investigator? I would say yes, uh, in several different ways. I mean, you know, number one, um, well, I guess I... And I don't want you to, yeah, I don't want you to reveal too much. I mean, right, short, right. short answer, obviously, but it gives another reason why we should watch this. Because, I mean, if, if you're experiencing something you've never experienced before, that kind of gives people the idea of how, how big this case is. Yeah, and I guess, you know, to, to get the gravity of the case, I mean, you know, it, it just blows my mind when I'm going through several hundred of these reports and you're seeing the lengths that these law enforcement agencies were going through to try to explain what was happening. You know, uh, before reaching the conclusion that they believed it was supernatural, it was remarkable the things that were being done there. Mm. Um, you know, because at one point they, they truly believed, okay, you know, they know it's happening because these officers are seeing it, hearing it, feeling it, experiencing it. So they thought, okay, well, could this family be doing it? Right. Or maybe they're doing it for attention. We don't know why, but maybe they're doing it. There has to be something rational. So they, you know, they did stakeouts. They bugged the house. Uh, they did everything in their power to see if it could have been them. They realized it wasn't. And then at that point, they thought, well, maybe somebody has rigged this house to 
torment them. Sure. So they went through the walls, the crawl space, looking for electronics, wires, anything that might explain that, they didn't. Hmm. Uh, even looking at natural causes, could it be a fault line? They brought out a geologist and a seismograph. They even checked for things of that nature. It's actually, it's just fascinating. Yeah, no, it's, it, I, I can't wait to watch it. Um, once again, teamed up with psychic medium Cindy Kaza. What did she help discover on this investigation that you may have missed otherwise? Sure. Well, you know, bringing Cindy in is a great asset. I mean, she, you know, she's going in with a whole different skill set and approaching the case vastly different than than how I go about it. And she was able to really hone in on what was happening in the house and who she believed was behind it, uh, possible motivations for why they were doing it, um, you know, helping, you know, open up and shedding light on different elements to this case to help us focus our our energy and our time on certain things uh, that really kind of help crack the case open. Now, um, how many requests do you get, would you say, annually to investigate paranormal activity? Um, I would annually, I'd say probably around... 60 to 70. Okay. Uh, have you seen an increase? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm curious, uh, have you seen an increase in paranormal activity and requests and cases since 2020 and all the deaths that surround COVID? Yeah, now that's an excellent question. So the answer is definitely yes. Um, I, I don't know if, it, if it's a result of the deaths of COVID or not, but certainly uh, around mid-2020, uh, we saw, you know, it, 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 when I said that, that, that number 60 to 70, that's basically within the last 12 months, but 2020-2021, we were at around 100 to 150 uh, requests. And, you know, one theory that I do have, um, I do believe that when people, I mean, number one, people were home more. So that's an interesting thought right there. They were spending way more time in their house, uh, so that could explain why they were noticing things maybe that they weren't noticing before. Right. Um, also, I think a lot of people uh, were very stressed. There was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of fear and uncertainty. And I think that some of these darker, you know, energies out there, uh, I think that kind of feeds them a little bit. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely, 100%. Uh, final question, Steve, before I let you go. Uh, this one's kind of for my mom. Um, recently, over the last couple of weeks, she has had stuff go missing out of her little tiny home in New Hampshire, uh, and she ha- she and her, her, her boyfriend have turned the house upside down looking for this stuff. She's lost a passport, a dustpan, and a bag of pecans. Do ghosts take and hide stuff? Because she thinks it's a ghost. You know, that, she thinks it's a ghost. Yeah. Yes. No, that's 100%. Uh, yes, that happens. Actually, that's a very common occurrence uh, that happens. We, we hear that all the time. You know, things will come up missing. We've actually had it happen to us. You know, while we've been investing, investigating a case, we will have things come up missing, sometimes some very pricey gear. Uh, we know we're the only ones there yep. uh, for absolute certainty. We had our cameras running. Uh, nobody came in or out any of the exterior doors, and, and it's just gone. Yeah, yeah. It's gone without a trace, you know, and it, it's, it makes no sense, and that's something that really does happen. Yeah, it's nuts. She lives in this tiny little, like, probably seven or 800-square-foot house and she has searched every square inch of it and can't find this so anyway i'll i'll share that with her uh steve shippy always great talking with you uh every every conversation is always uh always different and informative uh shock docs michigan hell house is the documentary uh it premieres sunday on travel channel streams on discovery plus i encourage you to watch it i also encourage you to go back and watch some of steve's earlier stuff which you can find online uh steve till till next time keep investigating this is fascinating all right thank you so much for having me